Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I've got a quick thing to throw out to the Twitter crowd. So um, I saw on Tim Sandifer's Twitter feed yesterday an alert that um, a show is about to go off Netflix. You know how shows rotate in and out mm-hmm. of these various streaming services? They're about to take Twilight Zone, the original Twilight Zone, down in two weeks. And I thought, I'll bet my oldest Sam would love Twilight Zone. Text line, what are the episodes? If I'm only going to catch like three, four episodes of Twilight Zone before they pull it off of Netflix, which are the three, four that I should go to? Text line, 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. The classic with the guy sees something on the wing of the plane. I mean, that's one of the all-time classics, right? Yeah, yeah, you got the pig-faced gal. Oops, spoiler alert. Pig-faced nurses. Um, Right, exactly, spoiler. Uh, Also, the my favorite, because it's such a great political allegory, and I don't remember the title, it's with the the little boy who holds, uh, like, uh, magical powers over the town, and everybody's terrified of him. Mm, Okay. It's, It's a crazy good episode, but it's it's scary. It's about, it's about the dictatorships. But I think I was about his age when I first started seeing Twilight Zone, the old black and white episodes, and digging it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, Tim uh, tweeted something else that I grabbed hold of about, um, you know, it's how do I describe this without coming off as Joe Biden, about some of the prevalent attitudes, particularly among young Americans, and how poisonous they are. Uh, and we've talked about this at, at fair length, but it's a, a gal... Um, who runs writing workshops and is dealing with creative young people and finds some of their attitudes absolutely abhorrent. We will get to that in a little bit, I hope. Uh, also, an actually comprehensible explanation of Schrodinger's cat. Oh, boy. No offense. To who? I, to you, I and others found the discussion, when was it, yesterday, the day before, somewhat mystifying. <laughs> <laughs> It has mystified people for dang near a century. Yeah. Yeah, mostly because they misinterpreted what he was trying to say. Okay. Um, and I will explain that, and I think it's right, but we shall see. A couple of follow-up-y things. Number one, there was an absolutely obnoxious, unctuous, hard-to-take column in the Washington Post by columnist Paul Waldman knocking comedian John Stewart's appearance on the Colbert Report. And it's just, it's so incredibly lacking in, in self-awareness and insight. It's hard to believe. It's really amazing what a stir that has made. I think Jon Stewart went on there really with only one goal as a comedian, and that was to get laughs. And to make jokes about the biggest story of the past, you know, year and a half. Hell, century and a half. And so this Waldman character writes, seems like a long time ago now, but John Stewart used to be an immensely important figure, sitting at the place where politics and pop culture meet. But these days he re- he's retired and only emerges from time to time. And because he always delighted more in skewering Republicans, it was a bit shocking to see him go on an extended rant on the Colbert Show about the coronavirus lab leak theory. Waldman writes, the lab leak theory has become associated with conservatives trying to prove that former President Donald Trump was right about everything. Oh, God. Well, there's, Can you imagine? there's an overstatement. Oh, my God. Yeah, what has I... happened to the world that a sentence that bereft of wow. logic and that inaccurate is printed in the Washington Post? 
God, I remember when they had standards. They had incredibly high standards. Well, I, I asked you the question last hour. How long will Trump have to be off the scene before everything is not filtered through the Trump filter? Where you can say, yeah, I think the most obvious thing, obviously, is it came out of that lab without anybody even thinking about Trump. Right. And what he thought of it. Right. I don't think his effect on the American consciousness has has been fully comprehended yet. But I want to read you that sentence one more time and, and break it down a little bit. Waldman claimed, quote, the lab leak theory has become associated with conservatives. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who associated it with conservatives? How'd that happen? You did it. <laughs> you don't, don't, don't act like it was some act of nature. You lying. Oh, I almost said a bad word. I am so sorry that I even thought it. It's become associated with conservatives trying to prove that President Donald Trump was right about everything. Oh, it has been. It's, is that your summary of the freaking lab leak theory? Yeah. And not the liberal comedian for suggesting, quote, it's the only plausible explanation for the source of the virus. This provides an important lesson about celebrities. You shouldn't get your political opinions from them or your scientific opinions either. Now, he shows a slight sense of self-awareness by saying, I know what you're going to say. That's just because this time a liberal celebrity is taking a position you don't like. But it's not that. On the lab leak question, I'm agnostic. Might that be where the virus came from? Sure. Or maybe not. But it matters only for the historical record and questions like what should international virology lab safety standards require? As a political question, it's pretty much irrelevant. Jack, would you like to attack that one? Wow, that in is a global sense. That is really something. You know, when I when I hear about the lab leak thing, in my mind, the only thing on my mind is China and whether or not they're off the hook. Not Trump. Yeah, this guy thinks there is no use to answering the question. How was the greatest cataclysm on Earth unleashed? And never mind the particulars of virology lab safety standards, Paul Waldman. What's his first name? He's, he's my new arch nemesis. You just called him Paul, didn't you? No, I, 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 it is Paul Waldman. Sorry. Uh, you are now my arch nemesis because you are such a liar or stupid, stupid idiot. Either way, <laughs> you need to be opposed with every fiber of my being. Stupid, stupid idiot. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this, Paul. Oh, man. Putting aside virology lab standards, if the greatest cataclysm in the last couple of, you know, certainly several decades, um, and it's not over yet, if that was unleashed by sloppy standards at a lab, but, but could have been nipped in the bud immediately, but for the peculiarities of the communist system, the never telling the truth to your boss above you, the always covering your butt, and if forces within the United States government were covering up the complicity of the Wuhan Institute because they had been promoting a particular sort of research, the gain-of-function research, you don't think that's worth asking, answering that question? What sort of belief in ignorance are you expressing? That's sickening. So, so what did you call him just a little bit ago? A stupid, stupid idiot? Yeah, so that reminds me. I came across this yesterday, um, the definition of idiot, which goes back to the, well, I'll just read it. Um, the word idiot didn't come to mean stupid until the 14th century. Before that, starting with the ancient Greeks, because idiot's been around for a long time. Wow. Uh, the man who does not possess the public philosophy... The man who is not master of knowledge and the skills that underline that underlie the life of a civilized city. 
The idiot to the Greek was just one stage removed from the barbarian. He's the man who is ignorant of the meaning of the word civility. That's the way mm. idiot was for, you know, thousands of years up until uh, relatively re- recently. Hmm. I, I like that as a particular word, as its own own subject. I wish we could bring that back. Is there a, a, a similar word in the English language, you think? Brute? Um, I don't know. No, I don't know. A particular word that talks about you're just not smart enough to uh, participate in in civic society. Yeah, this yeah, got I, started because Jonah I Goldberg. Think brute is a pretty good word. This got started by Jonah Goldberg commenting on one of Cher's tweets about something from the other day, and it was just the idea of there should be a class of people. That are defined by the old word idiot. That is just like you do not have enough knowledge to converse on these topics. Stay out of politics or something like that. Sean, do you mind making note that Jack brought up the view and share in a single hour of my lifetime? And Coldplay. And Coldplay. Adding it and to Chris the list. Martin's crotch. <laughs> Adding it to the list. It's a long list. I just thought it was interesting to have a category of people. You are a blank. You don't get to comment on the politics of the day. I do agree. I do agree. It's or nice vote. to have a single term. You shouldn't vote. I feel like you're adding that on there. <laughs> oh, which reminds me, I've been doing more about uh, approval vote, or doing more reading about approval voting. Could talk about that for a couple of minutes. And, and I want to get to how everybody misinterprets the Schrodinger's cat thing. Yeah, I saw the same uh, commentary that you got right, and I think they're wrong. But uh, You do? Yeah. I think they're wrong from reading this um, book that I'm reading right now about um, quantum physics. Well, then what's the point? Fight to the death or not. Who knows? <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> but anyway, but it's, it's Schrodinger's box, own description of it. Okay. Okay. Maybe I saw something different. You have preemptively pronounced me wrong. You, sir, are the very idiot the cat? that you have described. You idiot. I'm as dumb as Cher. <laughs> the, the cat, I would never say anything that hurtful. The cat, the, well, Cher's is, is is smart as the dead cat. The dead cat in Schrodinger's cat. <laughs> is the cat dead or alive? It's both in Schrodinger's world. Nah, not really. Or is it? No. <laughs> or is it? Maybe. (laughs) That's next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. After reporting that 70% of eligible New Yorkers have received at least one dose of the coronavirus vaccine, Governor Andrew Cuomo yesterday said, quote, we can now return to life as we know it. And then to prove it, he was immediately served a subpoena. (laughs) Finally, a joke that made me laugh. So Supreme Court took its big June dump today. That's what they do in June where they uh, they, they release all of their rulings and then, uh, and then leave town. Got dump to all you want. I hope got, you dump a lot. Got to be a better name. Is that not what it's called? You call it whatever you want. So the most interesting one to me is this one about the um, the Catholic Social Services Agency that wouldn't place foster kids with same-sex couples. 
And the reason it's interesting to me, not only were they told, uh, yeah, you don't have to by the Supreme Court, it was 9 nothing, which gives you an idea of how activisty various levels of law can get. Oh, that is absolutely true. Because we're not going to be anti-LGBTQ here in Philadelphia. Um, and the Supreme Court, including the liberalist of the liberals on there, all nine justices to say, no, you, you, you can't do that. That flies in the face of our, our constitutional rights, our First Amendment protections of religion, blah, blah, blah. Nine, right. nothing. Right. You cannot make a Muslim butcher sell pork. You cannot make a Catholic adoption agency give kids the same-sex couples. Now, I don't... I. I I think they should give because I, I think you know there there are way more kids than there are parents and there you know plenty of good same sex parents out there so I wish that they would but from the religious liberty standpoint clearly the right ruling but it just yeah. goes to show you how activists beneath will ignore the First Amendment and many other parts of the Constitution to uh, to fit in with their whatever their beliefs are yeah speaking of beliefs I have a new one I am in favor of approval voting it's a new voting system we need to throw out our current system. Utterly clear to me. I'll explain in a couple of minutes. Michael Jordan just caught a giant fish. We'll have those headlines for you, too. There's more. Here's what Schrodinger he wrote. He caught a 25-pound fish. That's a big fish. Michael Jordan, the basketball it's player. a very large fish. Nobody's debating the merit of his fish, Jack. He's in a fishing tournament that pays out $3.4 million in prize money. Oh, it's a tournament? Everyone else there it's is screwed. It's a fish I don't... tournament. He just caught a 25-pound fish. Well, what are they fishing for? I mean, if it's tuna, that's a that's an infant. If they're like fishing for marlins and such, that's a humiliation. That's what about the nutritious a... trout? D- 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 <laughs> decent point. Thank you, Marshall. That I don't know if they're fishing for dolphins. That's a pretty right. tiny dolphin. Nobody fishes for dolphins, you brute. Dolphins not a fish. What are you talking about? My God, man! First share, now this. Quit being an idiot. Yeah. So here's the Schrodinger's cat thing. The whole, the cat is in a box, there's a mechanism that will unleash radiation, you don't know if it's been unleashed. According to quantum mechanics, the cat is simultaneously both dead and alive until the box is open and the cat is observed. The story seems to be that quantum mechanics is so weird, a cat can be both alive and dead until we look. Except this misses, <laughs> except this misses the point. Here's what Schrodinger wrote. Himself. Oh, that's funny. One can even set up quite ridiculous cases. Then he describes the cat thing. It is typical of these cases that an indeterminacy, originally restricted to the atomic domain, becomes transformed into macroscopic indeterminacy, which means something big is we don't know what's going on with it. This That prevents us from so naively accepting as valid a blurred model for representing reality. Don't worry, this gets clearer. And um, better. <laughs> <laughs> there is there is a difference between a shaky or out of focus photograph and a clear snapshot of clouds and mm. fog banks. Sure, it's a, it's actually the basis of maybe Bigfoot is blurry. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, right. So. Quantum mechanics claims subatomic particles can be in a blurred or indeterminate state. We don't know if they're X or Y. If that's the case, create a scenario where that blurriness determines the fate of a big object, something we can comprehend, like a cat. 
Because it's absurd for a cat to be blurred, right? The subatomic particle can't truly be blurred. The analogy is just because the camera's out of focus doesn't mean things in the world are actually blurry. We just don't know yet. I think Schrodinger is just kind of trying to cover for the fact that he didn't feed his cat. He's a terrible cat owner. That's <laughs> he, the he, I he forgot to feed his cat, and he comes up with all this complicated quantum <laughs> physics stuff. No, oh, it may be alive. Just don't open the box. <laughs> you don't. You don't understand. I put the cat in the box to illustrate something. <laughs> I've won a Nobel Prize. How many Nobel prizes have you won? Leave my cat alone. <laughs> Mind your own cat. So here's what approval voting is. And uh, how much time do we have, Michael? Ah, oh, dang it. One minute. All right. I will, I will give you the, the basic outline, then I will uh, tell you we have something really interesting coming up. If you have, say, six people running for president, you vote for whichever ones you approve of. Maybe it's three of them. Maybe it's one of them. Maybe it's five of them. Can I do all six if I wanted? Yes, you can. Absolutely. But then how do they pick a winner? Whoever gets the most votes. Whoever the most people approve of. Interesting. So I could vote for the libertarian candidate, but I'm fine with the Republican. So it would be a much more accurate gauge of how much support each party has and what each set of ideas have, which is useful, you know, on a practical level in terms of fundraising and seeing that, oh, my God, my party that never, ever wins is actually in second place for for support. Yeah, because that is possible. You got to try these experiments to see how candidates were would run and what the campaigning would be like. But they did an experiment with this. They did some exit polling, and the results will shock you. Right. Armstrong and Getty. Supreme Court's big dump today, a bunch of cases that they unleash uh, on a day in June and then head for the hills, including uh, once again reaffirming that Obamacare is here to stay. What was the vote on that one? Was that a 6-3? I don't recall. But whatever it was, it passed, including Amy Coney Barrett uh, voting on the side of the majority. That said it was it purely installed just to overturn Obamacare, being very, very afraid. So I just came across this thread, a brief thread of very bad takes from last fall. Do you remember when Amy Coney Barrett was named by Trump? If confirmed, Amy Coney Barrett will put an end to the Affordable Health Care Act from Ms. Magazine. A vote to confirm Amy Coney Barrett is a vote to kill the Affordable Care Act from WBUR organization. The Bangor Daily News, a Barrett will destroy the Affordable Care Act. Barrett will destroy the afford- affordable the ACA from progressive.org. Capaction.medium.com from uh, from Washington DC. Amy Co- Coney Barrett is a targeted missile at the Affordable Care Act. From the Montgomery Advisor, Amy Coney Barrett could be torpedo blah blah another same headline. Oh, and this one, Kamala Harris, our current vice president alleged that Barrett was picked by Trump simply to get rid of the Affordable Care Act. Kamala Harris uh, primed to grill Amy Coney Barrett on the ACA during confirmation hearing. Uh, Senator Blumenthal joins Dems in portraying Barrett as a threat to the Affordable Care Act. Will you all remember this in the future? No. Whether whether it's right (laughs) or left. 
that when the na- they name a Supreme Court justice, all this, they will end Roe versus Wade, they will end this, they will end this, this is all crap. They don't have any idea what they're talking about. To paraphrase H.L. Mencken, the chief aim of most politics is to frighten you with imaginary hobgoblins and get you running to safety under the, the wing of a politician. And I think, well, can you look up the vote, what the vote was on that? I think even if she had voted the other way, it wouldn't have made any difference, which was one of the arguments at the time also. There aren't enough votes to overturn Obamacare, even if she goes along with it. And it turns out she didn't anyway. Mm. So uh, are we uh, are we looking that up, or are you uh, ready seven, to move on? Seven to two. Seven to two, so it wasn't even right. close. So she could, she could have voted against it, and it still would have passed, but she, yep. she voted on the, uh, the the side of the majority. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. And, and how, boogie, many, how, boogie, many, boogie, how many how many barrels of ink, to use an old-timey expression, were yeah. poured out on the idea that she is picked for one reason, one reason only, to get rid of Obamacare, or and take away a woman's right to choose also? Women will be in the back alleys, and gays will be back in the closet. You remember? Yeah, Rahm Emanuel said that. With a straight face. Unfreaking believable So I'm, uh, I now have a, a cause, plurality voting. I'm, I'm sorry, not plurality voting. Um, approval voting. Plurality voting is what we have right now, where the top vote-getter just gets in, period. You get one vote. Uh, this uh, approval voting is so interesting to me, and I haven't come up with a downside yet. They say there could be security problems because if they're the long and short of it is if there are six people, say, running for president, vote for the ones you approve of that you that you like. Maybe it's two. Maybe it's three. Maybe it's all of them in rare cases, but it certainly could be two or three. And then they total up all the votes and whoever gets the most votes wins. So you could vote for, in my case, the libertarian candidate, unless they're a crackpot um, and the Republican and, and the reason this is important in terms of governance, good governance, is it gives you a much better picture of what people actually believe and what people actually want and in what numbers. It seems to me that it would be a great incentive to not be off-putting also. Yeah, it could be. Could be, definitely. Um, they, they did a study of a, uh, a district in New York. Heavily Democratic, by the way, but, but that doesn't really matter. Uh, Obama, in the plurality voting, the regular voting, Obama got 85%, Romney about 8 and then, you know, Jill Stein, Green Party, got 3.2%, and then just a tiny little fractions for other people. Under approval voting numbers, keep in mind that uh, Obama got 27 times as many votes as Jill Stein when you can only choose one. So obviously, the Green Party is nothing, and nobody likes them. I happen to think they're mostly wackadoodles, and I'm not in support of them. This is not That's not what this is about. But under approval voting, where you could vote for two people if you wanted, because you like them both. Obama, sure enough, he got about 90%. Okay? But Jill Stein got 52%. 52% of the people in that district said, yeah, I like Jill Stein. John Lindsay, the old uh, politician, got 31. Other people, blah, blah, blah. Romney got 13% instead of 8%. And well, it's that's just it's interesting. A, it's a much better way to assess what people want and what they actually believe. Hmm. And I think, and, and as a libertarian-leaning conservative, I would love for the Republican Party to see this enormous groundswell of people who really, really prize liberty. Not... 
international trade with fat cats, which is a lot of you know what the Republican Party has stood for for a long time, but liberty. That part of the platform, and I, I would hope that would, that would get their attention. Plus, people would think, well, wait a minute, yeah, the Libertarian Party loses every time, but look at the number of people it appeals to. That's not a fringe, that's a sizable minority. I like this. Of course, I stand ready to flip and change my mind 180 degrees if somebody points out some sort of uh, flaw to this. Um. Yeah, yeah, they, they and you know the the people in favor of this say it'll result in fewer spoiled ballots because right now if somebody scratches out the one and fills in the other and it's not clear what they want the ballot gets thrown out. In this system you just figure okay they like both those people. Um anyway, it's called uh, approval voting. What think ye? Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com we'll we'll maybe hit this same segment tomorrow your reaction. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. J-Lo says that she and Ben are getting uh, serious and that he's getting to know her kids. What alert system did you recently sign up for? Because <laughs> I'm not sure that they are targeting you properly. <laughs> I think we need to revisit the idea of a team show. I, just, I, don't, I don't know. I saw pictures over the weekend of them making out at a restaurant. What is it with celebrities and making out in public? Because they need to be in the news? I think that's probably it, yeah. Yeah, they see the paparazzi. Because most they think, of us, all right, good for you, good for us. Start the hey, hey, stick your tongue out, would you? Because most of us don't do that. No, in a restaurant, it's animal-like behavior. Yeah, fornicating in the park like a dog. Now, so you're you've always believed that Ben Affleck's dumb as a hammer, right, Sean? Oh yeah, I could destroy him in chess, and I, I will I would probably even have to dumb it down for checkers for him. But um, he probably says chest. Yeah, what he means yeah, he chess. Overemphasizes the T on it. The game yeah. of chess. But J Lo is she? She an idiot? Of course, she was dating A Rod. Who's a? I don't know. Not exactly splitting the atom and there the, either. And these and these people move in the uh, explain Schrodinger's cat to A Rod. Um, these people they move from serious relationship to serious relationship so quickly. It seems. Yeah, most like of us take a, t- a little time to heal. In my experience, or it's certainly recommended. But yeah. like then you know you'll be a picture in the New York Post that they broke up on Friday and then on Sunday they're with a new lover whether it's um uh, uh Hannah Montana you know she goes from she left her marriage for a woman like the next day yeah or yeah. J Lo with A Rod and uh, and Benifer. I think it helps to be a narcissist I think uh, things bounce off you a little easier when you're utterly self obsessed I wonder what happens with two narcissists I wonder what that relationship is like. Uh, interesting. Got a couple people really pleased with themselves. Two people fighting over the mirror to see themselves. Like, really excited to see themselves naked. Right. I get that sense from J-Lo and A-Rod that they both, like, if they're naked and looking in the mirror, they're looking at themselves. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, You know, I don't know. It, It reminds me of the old Eagles song, Life in the Fast Lane. I just think they are each other's bauble. And as long as they're a satisfactory bauble and don't ask for, like, I don't know, attention, it works. Interesting. Is J-Lo an idiot? I don't know. She's, a, she's an incredibly skilled dancer. She always seemed likable to me. So part of her brain works extremely well. I only really so, know her you know. personality from uh, American Idol back in the day, but so who knows. And she writes her songs, doesn't she? Or at least some of them or uh, lyrics? I, I, don't, I haven't got the slightest idea. Neither do that. I. 
Um, uh, what, you freaking brought it up. I know I did. Um, McDonald's <laughs> worker filmed punching customer who assaulted staff order over order. We have some audio on that. Yeah. Between the fights, we'll get to that next. Between the fights on planes about masks, somebody got killed in Georgia the other day for oh, asking somebody to wear a mask. I know. This, Sick. This. Don't you feel like there's more of this than usual? And is it all coming out of the pandemic? Are we all like extra forgot how to act around people or what's going on there? Well, and we are systematically teaching our young people that every grievance is a horrible crime against them. Could be that. I don't know, but something's driving it. Uh, That and other stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Frank Bonner, star of WKRP in Cincinnati, dead at 79. Which one is Frank Bonner? Oh, Herb, Herb. Tarlick. Yeah. Salesman oh. Herb Tarlick. The archetype for radio salespeople throughout my entire career, Herb Tarlick, dead at age 79. There you go. Um, this story just across before we get the, the McDonald's punching. Taiwan just bought a rocket and missile system from the United States uh, at the cost of a half a billion dollars, according to our uh, Ministry of Defense or their Ministry of Defense. So mm. we're arming Taiwan in case China wants to joke ugly with them. Provocative. It's weird how these things happen, and everybody knows what's going on, but everybody kind of pretends it's not. Yeah. Well, it's huge in the Asian world, uh, letting them save face to an extent that I don't think we can understand in, in the mainstream part of America. No, I, mean, I don't you, understand. You dare not embarrass anybody. I mean, it's mortifying in Asia. I'm I'm embarrassed on a daily basis. McDonald's worker filmed punching customer who assaulted staff over order. Let's hear the Good. audio. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, my boss. Get out! God assaulted her. She can put you in jail. Go ahead. You hit me and her. Then go to prison. Now go. Don't touch my boss again. Whatever. Don't come back here. Get out of here. Call the cops. They're right here. Call them. So what was going on there is um, somebody wanted to uh, have the uh, the McDonald's worker there make a slushy with three flavors combined. I didn't know McDonald's had slushies. Oh, oh, oh and they wouldn't. Well, them's fighting words. I wouldn't punch anybody over, but why can't you do give me a suicide? Why can't you mix the three flavors? I guarantee you that the, the, they had some sort of training where they're, you know, the, the computer has to keep accurate records of how much slushies used to make sure the employees aren't taking any. So if you did a combination of three, you wouldn't have an accurate measurement of how much went in the cup. But that's the stupid corporate reason that they can't do it. But it's not, it's not a punching reason, but it's perfectly good reason to get very angry. It's stupid that you can't combine the three flavors in the cup. You realize that's stupid? I did not see this focus. 
coming. That's just dumb. I thought the focus might be on the assaulting of fast food workers. Well, that makes you a crazy person, but you're not a crazy person for saying, hey, how about you mix three flavors? That'd be fun. I, I can't do that. <laughs> what do you mean you can't do that? We have created a society in which we are practically automatons following rules, following the legalistic regulations that we're drowning in. in individual initiative, being a grown-up, making a decision, thinking that wouldn't do any harm. Nobody dares. Right. At my age, I'm working there, I just do it. What's the worst thing that's going to happen to me? Well, not, nobody's going to know, so... But if you're a 22-year-old who's grown up in a world where it's a zero-tolerance policy on everything, yeah. we can't do that here at McDonald's. So McDonald's has slushies? They do. I've never been That's to a McDonald's no one. because my son loves slushies. Right. He particularly likes the original Slurpee from the 7-Eleven, but oh, every yeah. 7-E I've been around is scurry. So I try to stay away from them. Mm. Yeah, I remember it was a big day when my mom or dad would say, yeah, we can have a Slurpee today. Yeah. Oh, my God, I craved that. Craved that as a boy. Sugary, syrupy goodness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sugar mixed up with ice. My first girlfriend in college, or second girlfriend in college, she really liked the uh, some flavor Slurpee from the 70 with slow gin in it. Mm. That was her favorite drink. Oh, yeah. That was my first like grown-up relationship with drinking involved and whatnot, so. Yeah, yeah. The alcoholic Slurpee is not a terrible idea. Oh no, it was a good drink. Oh, it's, yeah. I'm not sure I'd go with slow <laughs> gin, but I'm not a 19 year old female. <laughs> exactly. Um, what would you put in it? What would I put in? Yeah. Any many matter of well, it depends. Depends. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Maybe whiskey. You can certainly you can put vodka in anything. Johnny Ask Walker any Blue. hardcore alcoholic. Johnny Walker Blue. How rich am I in this scenario that I'm <laughs> wasting it? Well, that's another choice. Darling. Mixing it with my Seven Eleven Slurpee. <laughs> this really brings out the notes of my fifty-year-old aged barrel whiskey. <laughs> you can... <laughs> <laughs> brings out the notes. <laughs> Jägermeister. Let's see. I'm getting Jägermeister with a Coke. Oak. I'm getting oak flavors. Slurpee. More Slurpee. Mostly Slurpee. I I believe that is razzmatazz. (laughs) Yes, yes. Wonderful pairing. Getting a smell of the hobos in the bathroom. (laughs) Here at the 7-Eleven washing their feet. Getting a little of that. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there are any 7-E's that are non-scary. Certainly nowhere near the radio ranch. No, I don't. If I no, there's not one near me. The best case scenarios for seven E's is if they're not directly scary, they are scary adjacent. <laughs> yes, right. Yes, right. You don't have to run, but you're ready to. Yeah. So I was telling my son. So the, the idea was that they opened at seven and stayed open till eleven originally. Opened yeah. at seven a.m. and then obviously that became a nothing when things went twenty four hours. It's hard right. to believe that it wasn't that long ago that. There's no, there was nothing open two o'clock in the morning. And why would there be? Yeah, why would there be? Final thoughts with Armstrong and Getty are brought to you today by two ominous notes separated by six octaves. (laughs) Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. He presses the buttons in the control room, keeps us on the air. There's Michelangelo. Michael, final thought. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that uh, Herb Tarlick has passed. I love WKRP, and i got to admit, Lonnie Anderson was one of my first crushes as a kid, where I discovered, wow, that's what a hot woman looks like. 
Mm, yeah, curvy, curvy little thing, wasn't she? Hey, a positive Sean, our producer, has a final thought. Sean? Indeed I do. Loki, episode two. Uh, just as good, if not better, than the first. Love this uh, this show. This is my favorite of the Disney Marvel shows that they have done so far. Oh, okay, cool. Can't wait for next week's episode already. Yeah, uh, uh, Sam and I might catch that tonight then. Cool. Sean, get clip 44 ready for me, would you please, while I introduce my co-host, Jack. Your final thought? Yeah, I got this home listed in Colorado Springs, $590,000, which for a house that looks like this is well below the market price. But in the listing, which got a lot of attention, it says, Not for the faint of heart, landlord's nightmare. And whoever owned it before did all kinds of disgusting stuff there. Ugh. It even came on the listing. It says, do not go on the back deck. and doesn't explain why. <laughs> There's a freezer in the basement full of meat that hasn't been opened in a year. And it hasn't oh, been uh, plugged hasn't, in. Yeah, it hasn't been powered in that time either. Oh, gag me. Yikes. My final thought, well... I'd like to quote the President of the United States. Here's my wish for you, folks. Let's hug and love each other. That's right. Too much hate, too much McDonald punching. Let's hug and love each other. That's just fantastic. (laughs) Armstrong, I like him better when he's saying, What the hell? What the hell? That's the Biden I like. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people think so little time. We've got all sorts of great hot links for you at armstrongandgetty.com. Drop us an email, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We have great swag. I'm wearing my I'm Vast No Mask t-shirt. You should get one. See you tomorrow. God bless America. Listen up, Jack Wagon. Worst episode ever. Get. Let's hug and love each other. And we'll be back with more right after these words. You piece of Loser. Damn! It's just the way it is. Half cup full, half cup empty. And boom goes the dynamite. So! Let's go out with a bang. You know what I'm in the mood for? Bone deep sadness. <laughs> Sadden to the bones. To the bone. <laughs> full of melancholy. Sad. On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty.